Zen cabinet where we get experimental about exploring your potential so you can discover your own values, the manner in which you're here to serve, and align yourself with the only certifiable rescue team you can rely on yourself. Episode 88 Younger Me Chronicles. What's up, Moonbeams? Happy Wednesday and welcome to episode 88, Younger Me Chronicles. In this episode, y'all, we will be talking about your inner child, the inner child that lives in you, the child that went through age 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, you know, probably all the way until you get out of high school, that kind of thing. We will be talking about that person and the importance of the relationship you need to have with that person because that person decided a lot about who you were going to be. They decided a lot about how you're going to solve problems and they learned, they decided a lot about how you would have relationships and you know, just how far you would go in life. So we're going to talk about that today. If you are new to this episode, what's up, what's up, salutations, and thank you, thank you for being here today. I do hope you enjoy the show. If you are coming back for another episode, what's up, guys? <laughs> Thank you for being here again. Thank you for your continued support. I hope you are making more and more money. I hope you are expanding those incomes. I hope you are getting more in shape. I hope you are enjoying that new car. I hope you are enjoying being single. I hope you are enjoying your new relationship. Whoever you may be, thank you. In the first segment of this episode, we will talk about acknowledging your inner child. In the second segment of this episode, we will talk about listening to what it has to say. And in the third segment, we will talk about leaving the door open for what's to come. My intention for this episode is to get us to talking about our inner child, acknowledging that person, knowing that they matter, knowing that they took a lot off of people, they're carrying a lot of burdens and wounds. That means resolving, they need lots of love. So let's jump into that in three, two, and one. Brennan Manning said, when our inner child is not nurtured and nourished, our minds gradually close to new ideas, unprofitable commitments, and the surprises of the spirit. I can't tell y'all the first time that I heard about the concept of the inner child, but I do know that the first time I heard it, it definitely changed my life because it was a very interesting concept in terms of psychology and, you know, different facets of our being, of our identity. From my understanding of the inner child, the inner child is the younger you, the child you that lived life in the beginning, that learned about how the world works, that learned about how people work, that learned about relationships, that learned about love, that learned about that experienced trauma, and all of those different things. Your inner child 
carries around all the traumas and any unresolved problems or issues or breakdowns that have happened or that exist in your life, in your heart, in your subconscious. Your inner child is the carrier of your baggage. Your inner child is the force that influences every decision in your life. It influences your behavior. It influences where you go in life. It influences everything. And in the beginning, for a while, it seemed a little silly to, you know, have conversations with myself as though I'm speaking to a child. But I learned that it was power in learning how to be patient with myself and learning how to be graceful and kind and patient with myself as opposed to expecting other people to do that for me. Because, you know, as people, we can expect that from people so much, but we don't give that to ourselves. You know, for a long time, I learned that I had greatly neglected my inner child because a lot of the justice and answers and things that I wanted for myself, I needed to give it to my inner child first. And I ignored my inner child because I was out scorching the earth trying to get responses for things that have happened as opposed to taking responsibility for one, my part in those situations and two, finding a way to have closure and finding a way to heal. The big idea with the inner child is that you have to put yourself in a position to explore and discover yourself. And that starts with you, you know, finding some very uh, major experiences that you had in your childhood in the very beginning of your life. You know, you've had some positive ones, but you've probably had some very painful ones. And as a result, you probably still carry a lot of that energy, a lot of that resentment, a lot of that pain with you. So what you have to do is have a willingness to explore the past, explore the trauma, explore the hurt, and get to the bottom of what that taught you, what it showed up to teach you, get to the bottom of what it means to you, finding a way to develop new perspective, finding a way to get some closure, to get some accountability, to find a way to get some answers, and really find a way to heal those broken pieces, find a way to mend that breakdown. One of those experiences for me would be being a little boy that played with dolls in terms of styling their hair, but little be a little boy that just could never be boyish enough, could never be masculine enough to please my father. I felt like as a boy, as a kid, I could never be the son he wanted. I could never be the masculine son that he wanted. Like I did boyish things and I had a boyish side, but I still had those feminine edges. I still had those, you know, feminine pieces in my mix-up, in my identity. And, you know, me playing with dolls definitely didn't help. I felt like because of that, we were never really able to get close the way I always wanted to get close. We weren't able to, you know, I wasn't able to make him proud of me. And for a long time, I punished myself for not being able to be masculine enough to win him over to have his approval. And because of that, I grew up into a sour 
dude, a sour kid, a sour guy, and I resented femininity. I resented it, and other guys, especially when I saw other gay men, I resented it. I resented it because, you know, as a kid, people are able to tell you're gay instantly by the mannerisms and by the way you express yourself, by the way you talk, by the way you walk. And I resented having those feminine pieces that just unearthed my whole situation that made me open to exploit by the world. And I resented a lot of that. And in having that resentment that created a self-loathing in me that lasted for a long time, that created an internalized homophobia in me that lasted for a long time because I was a resentful little boy that was very angry. He couldn't make his parents proud. He couldn't make his father proud. I couldn't just be good enough as I was that I had to change and I had to change to something I couldn't do. I had to change to something I couldn't be. I had to be something that wasn't me. And I resented me. I resented him. I resented them because to me, you know, from what I experienced, being me exactly as I was wasn't good enough. These days I acknowledge the kid in me by allowing myself to do things, things that may be experienced as being feminine sometimes, things that may be experienced as being controversial, not doing things like particularly wearing women's clothing or anything like that, but just in however I express myself, you know, whatever's going on with my hands, whatever's going on, you know, wherever I want to go, whatever I want to do, the kind of places I go, the kind of people I, you know, make friends with. I acknowledge my child by allowing them to play and explore and be themselves. Authenticity. Brian Aldis said, that is why we dread children. Even if we love them, they show us the state of our decay. I feel like a very another very important aspect of acknowledging your inner child and having that dialogue with your inner child is listening to what your inner child has to say. And that means that you have to acknowledge their pain. You have to be accountable for their pain. But that also means that a lot, you notice a lot of those patterns that were probably created as a kid. And, you know, a lot of those triggers, a lot of that rea- those reactions were born in childhood. And you never let them go. You never gave them up. So in your adulthood, when people say certain things or look at you a certain way or certain things happen, you regurgitate that baggage and shows up in your behavior. Another powerful thing I had to learn about myself is to not let that broken little boy make decisions about my life today. You know, not let that broken boy make decisions about what I attain, about what I become, about what I do with my life. It's okay to reflect on the past and reflect on what happened, but you also have to be in charge of you and recognize that your inner child is there, but also recognize that you don't have to let them ruin everything. You don't have to let them burn everything up. In listening to my inner child over the years, 
I've learned that a common theme in my life has been freedom and authenticity. Those are two, you know, two of a few of my uh, my top personal values in life. And one of the things I had to learn over the past about four or five years that it took me a while to pay attention to was my inner child was expressing to me that we need more freedom. And when I say that we need more freedom, we need to feel better about how we're spending our time. We need to be feeling better about what we give our time to. Every day you're going to work doing this nine to five and you're not feeling good about yourself. It's not putting you in a position to make you feel good about yourself. Yeah, you're paying the bills. Yes, you have a car. Yes, you're doing all these things that you want to be able to, that you want to do. But you're unhappy with how you're managing your time. And we need to get you in a position, put you in a position where you can buy your time back and you can have that freedom to do what you want with your day. It took me a long time to realize that my inner kid was steering me away from that traditional lifestyle of nine to five working, working for other people. You know, at least not long term, like for the rest of my life. Whatever it is that you have to do, you have to do that. But this will not be something we do through our 20s, our 30s, our 40s, our 50s, and so forth. We're going to have more respect for that and for ourselves. I feel like our inner kid provides the stimuli, it provides the, that, those intuitions, and it steers us away from certain things, let us know certain things that bother us, certain things that don't work for us, certain things that just don't align with our path. And then it has certain things that make us light up inside, and there are certain things that draw us in, certain things that lure us, certain things that just attract us. I had to learn that I was spending too much time on things that my inner child was scaring me away from. I also learned that it was important for me to bring back a lot of the joy from my childhood. Like, it wasn't all bad, but I've been able to see for myself over the past maybe four or five months or so that in embracing the good things and focusing on the glimmers as opposed to the triggers, it has been freeing up memories that I've long forgotten. It has freed up feelings I haven't felt in a while. And, you know, I'm very grateful for that. Like with a lot of the turbulence that I had in being in a relationship with my dad, I've been having so many different times and conversations, you know, dredge up memories and, you know, different things that we've had together throughout the years that have made me very grateful for him in my life. You know, him being in my life has certainly made a huge difference in who I am and my discipline and my ambition and drive and, you know, the studiousness, me being a student, me being so scholarly and I've been having time to actually appreciate all the different things he's done to make me who I am. Also make sure that I bring back, I give myself the opportunity to bring back a lot of the different things that made me happy as a kid. Like I've said this in previous episodes before, but as simple as it may seem, I color. As a kid, I loved coloring because I love the idea of bringing color and bringing my own interpretation to blank pictures that lack color and lack personality. I love 
applying my aesthetic, applying color and my vision to an empty picture that may be black and white. And on top of that, color was something that allowed me, I didn't have to think on color. It was something that I could just be. I could just chill and I could just be. And that was something that I brought back in my childhood for about maybe a good five or so years. And I can just, you know, play music or have headphones on just color for about an hour and everything can be all right with the world. Another thing that I've gotten back into is playing the video game. As a kid, you know, my brother and I, we played the video game so much. And somewhere along the line, I got so serious. And the video game just didn't make sense anymore. But these days, I really allow the kid in me to be more playful and to be more adventurous and to explore and to have that fun. You know, I feel like... When it comes to being people, we have that inner parent and then we have that inner child. And so many of us as adults, we feel like we have to be the parent all the time, be responsible, take charge, make sure things are getting done, bills are being paid. But it's also important to let the child come out and have fun, to let the child play, to listen to what the child has to say, because children have a way of exposing our decay in a way we can't see because they're pure and they don't have any baggage. Kim Ha Campbell said, by staying open-minded and listening to the needs and desires of your inner child, you open yourself up to the possibilities of anything. Whether you're a believer of the inner child or not, it is very much so a real thing. And I will tell you this, that the longer you take to acknowledge your inner child, the more resistance and conflict you will create in your life. And in creating that resistance, it will take that much longer for you to heal, for you to process, and for you to become the things you want to be, for you to do the things you want to do. You have to resolve those conflicts. You have to put those things to rest. So many of us feel like we're adults, and it's uncomfortable to go back in the past. It's uncomfortable to look back through all that hurt and all that pain. It's easier to avoid, but you're not avoiding anything. It shows up all in your biology and your psychology. Avoiding that stuff has you under communicating with your spouse, with your significant other, with your children, with your parents, with your friends. It has you in a place of not communicating or processing your emotions. It puts you in a place of running from things when things get hard. So many of us feel like we're waiting for someone, we're waiting for parents, we're waiting for siblings or family members or friends or whoever to come and apologize. We're waiting for people to come and make amends because we think that will make us feel better. We think that will resolve the issue and it will not. They will come into your life and apologize and leave and go back to their life and you will still be mad, you will still be angry and it's because the issue Still is the issue is still there, and because you have to take accountability for it being a problem, for there being something wrong, for you contributing something to the situation, whatever it may be. I've said this a few times or so before, and I will continue to say this. No one will make you happy the way you will. 
So the first thing that you need to do is take that responsibility back. It's no one's job to make you feel whole. It's no one's job to make you happy. It's no one's job to make you feel powerful. From time to time, you may internalize that energy from someone else. You may have someone that loves you in their life, but they may, and they may contribute that along the way. But you're not entitled to that. You are responsible for making yourself feel those things. And you are quite frankly responsible for being the best person that you can be. Up until this point, you've done the best that you can do. If you're blessed to see tomorrow, you will continue to do the best that you can do. But you're also conflicted because you know there's something in you that can do more. There's something in you that requires and desires release and release, but you're not allowing yourself to have that because you don't want to take that next step because you're scared of talking about that thing that happened all those many years ago. Creating a relationship with your inner child will be the first major step that you take in belonging to you again. I feel like it's impossible to really belong to yourself without having that connection with your inner child, without having that connection to that person that made sense of this whole experience before you became an adult and you were able to do what you wanted to do. There was a younger you that did the best that they could, a younger you that was probably abused, that was probably taken advantage of. And that person wants to be acknowledged. That person wants to know that their pain still matters. That person wants to know that you would do anything to protect them, anything to make them feel beautiful, anything to remind them that they matter. But you want to avoid all of that because you know, getting into that makes you feel vulnerable, makes you feel weak because you have to talk about your feelings and make you feel weak because you have to admit someone else hurt you and makes you feel weak because you have to admit that that hurt still affects you and you still think about it on a daily basis. You know what? You are human and you're not better than anyone. You're not going to replace that pain with anything. The only thing you may try to replace it with is overwork, alcohol, drugs, sex, you know, spending, shopping, you know, whatever it may be. You'll find a way to try to replace it, but you won't. Take it from me. I spent so many years trying to replace all that hurt and resentment and pain with smoking weed that it just didn't work. It made me feel good, but it kept me numb and it kept me from processing. It kept me from being real with myself. So many of us, we give our children the things we never received. So many of us, we're, we wait to have children so we can give them the love we never received. But that's a mistake. The best thing you can do is give yourself the love that you desired as a child. Maybe you know your love language now. And knowing what your love language is, take time to give that to yourself. I know that one of my love languages is words of affirmations. You know what I'm saying? Most times before I go to bed or, you know, sometimes throughout the day, I'll either, I'll either pull up my phone camera or I'll get in the bathroom mirror and just really rap with myself and tell myself things that I need to hear, things that make me feel empowered, things that make me feel important, things that make me feel seen, things that remind me I am included, things that let me know I have great ideas, I am creative, I am attractive, I am beautiful, I am sexy, I am intelligent, I am going places, I am healing, and I am proud of me. 
We put so much pressure on people to heal us, to fix us, to rescue us. What happens when we put that same energy into ourselves? What would happen if you took a minute every day, either before bed or when you get up in the morning, and you set a one-minute timer and told yourself all the things that you need to know and that you need to hear in the mirror? Set a timer and tell yourself all the things you need to know, including you being proud of you and that you're special and all the things you need to hear. Tell yourself that you're enough. Your inner child needs to hear that from you. Your inner child needs to feel that from you. What's up, Moonbeams? Welcome to another episode of Medicine Cabinet. This is our air segment. Here in this segment, we get creative, we get scientific, we get methodical, we contemplate, and we try to put our best ideas and insights towards inspiring you to be better, to get better results, and to do it differently. So let's jump in. The first letter is E, embrace. You must embrace the fact that there is an inner child in you. You can call it whatever you want to, but there is a person in you that has shielded you from life the best way they could. There is a person in you that learned how to solve problems, that learned how to resolve conflicts the best way they could, and they probably never really even learned. There is a person in you that learned how to listen and comprehend the best that they could. There is a person in you that has navigated life for you the best they could up until this point. There is a person in you that has made decisions for very specific reasons up until this point for you. There is a person that has pushed people away and ruined relationships to protect you just for you. There is a person in you that has built walls to keep people out, just to keep people from knowing the real you. Whatever that may be for you, embrace this inner child. This child has done the best that they can. But this child also needs your acknowledgement. This child needs to know that you are aware of their existence. This child needs your affection. This child needs your accountability. This child needs your attention. This child needs to trust you. This is like having your own child. This is like nurturing that old, that little child in you. It really is. And it may seem silly. It may sound like woo-woo stuff. And you can ignore it all you want. But if you're unhappy in life, if you're not, if you're not where you want to be, it is because you don't have the best relationship with this person. If you're not fulfilled, if you don't experience peace of mind on a day-to-day basis or on a more regular basis, it's because you don't have a great relationship with your inner child. So you have to embrace the fact that they're real and that they make decisions for you and they affect everything that you do. The next letters are relive. Understand that taking care of your inner child and being there for your inner child, understanding your inner child may mean that you have to empathize and understand them more. And that means you may have to relive some things, some very painful things, just to help resolve 
those things and just to create some closure, just to create some balance, just to create some unconditional love, just to face some fears, and just so you can see yourself do it, just so you can prove to yourself that you will be here for you, you will protect you, and that you will go through hell and fire to make sure that you're okay. The next letter is A, access. Understand that when you leave the door open for life to educate you more about who you are, understand that when you leave the door for life to expand your identity as it seems fit, understand that as you allow yourself to learn from other people as well as learning from yourself, you will be surprised at how quickly you can grow and how quickly you can move and the kind of ground that you will cover. When you drop your guard, when you allow yourself to go with the flow as opposed to creating resistance, as opposed to trying to avoid things, trying to act like things never happened, as opposed to abandoning you like everyone else do, it's time to stop that. It's time to create greater access to what it is you're feeling, to create access to what it is that you're here to do, to create greater access to having an intimate and meaningful relationship with you because that relationship and that relationship alone will affect and impact every relationship that you have. It will affect Everything that you do has affected everything that you've done. It has affected every reason you said yes, every reason you said no. It has affected every reason you've been happy and every reason you've been sad. It affects everything that you do. So in order to create that kind of access, to create that kind of understanding, to facilitate those kind of needs, you need to create access. And access takes trust. Trusting you. When you learn how to trust you, trusting other people will become much easier. When you learn that you're doing the best that you can, you will understand that other people are doing the best that they can. And it will create this sense of grace that will allow you to be easier on yourself and other people. I'm learning about it still, but it's very much so still new to me and a beautiful thing. So there you have it. Embrace. Relive and access. In the next episode, we will talk about believing what you see. If you haven't had a chance yet, please head over to Apple Podcasts and please leave a comment and or rating. And please let us know what you think about the podcast. If there's any topic ideas that you would want to hear or hear me discuss, please continue to send those my way. Thank you again in advance. If you feel compelled to donate to the podcast, it helps tremendously. Thank you again. And I want to thank you for supporting the Medizine Cabinet, where we get experimental about exploring your potential. It is my prayer that you have a good day and that you have a successful rest of the week. You are strong. You are enough. You are wise. And you are tough. Peace.